A quick word from our sponsor. Are you having trouble getting your design system to work for everyone in your business? Well, with Zero Height, you can have a central place where designers, engineers, product, brand, content folks, they can all come together and they can talk the same language to make your design system as successful as it can be. From documentation to token management to governance features, Zero Height is the most robust design system tool on the market today. And you can try it out for free at zeroheight.com. Now back to the show. On today's show, we're going to be talking about design tokens. Are they all hype? Are they suitable for your organization? And what are some of the common pitfalls? I'm Luke Murphy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michelle Chin. We're both design advocates at Zero Height, the design system management platform, and this is Design Systems WTF. So design tokens. I mean, I wanted to pick I wanted to pick this topic because it's something that that I think I've been too opinionated uh, and not informed enough about, so I just wanted to uh pick your brains, Michelle. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's a good place to start. Um because I think that it's one of those things where I think uh I've I've been I first used design tokens back about 3 years ago. Um, when they were first being talked about. I think it was possibly just as the W3C group were kicking off, um, well before the first draft of the spec, um, when support was pretty terrible. But I, I suppose it's gotten a lot better, hasn't it? Do you want to give us a quick update on the state of design tokens in the industry <laughs> from what you know? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> reporting from Oakland, California, the state of design systems, um, I, I think it's definitely... <laughs> You know, it's it's come a long way and more people are interested in using it, I think. And, and there's more consistency being brought on, like especially with the draft of the design tokens, um, mm. W3C, like working group. Um, but I think like a lot of that stuff is technical. So if you're a designer, I don't think you really care as much. <laughs> well, I mean, you can try to care, but if you're a designer like me, you're just like, oh, that's... That's Cody. I'm going to look the other way. Um, but yeah. I, I think the other thing is like I, I talked to a lot of groups or design system teams who are like we are trying to do tokens and they I think every a lot of people understand the concept of tokens, but they're struggling to do the naming convention, the taxonomy, like the, the hierarchy, hierarchy yeah. the def, like the definition, yeah. the decision making and I think, you know, it is complicated, but it's it's not, I, w- I don't want to say it's not that complicated, but I think there's extra weight on deciding because it feels so foundational and so permanent. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's one of those things where I think that, and this was definitely the case when, when I was first diving into it, there's a lot of promise there. And I think that like, even over the last three years, we've seen a lot of that promise come into, like, come to fruition but it's still not entirely there, the the, the yeah. promise of design tokens. And I think that it can be quite overwhelming as well because it is such a new thing. Um, what? It was, I think, Gina and co at, was it Salesforce or Shopify? I always get them mixed up. Salesforce. The Salesforce. Um, what, 2016, 17, I yeah. think it was? Yeah. Which, I mean... When it comes to tech, that's pretty recent and only really started to be shared more widely than that, like probably 2018, 2019, where other people were sort of picking it up more. Um, so it is still relatively new. I suppose from your point of view, go on. Design systems are still relatively new. Like even <laughs> Actually, yeah, good point. Like, yeah, like, it, you know, Atomic Design came out like 
10 years ago. So yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all new. I think that's the thing. And I think that, you know, I think one of the good things now is that we are finally getting to a point where we have a little bit more, a little bit more support as well on the, because I think there was the design tooling side that was very lagging. We had to use a lot of third-party plugins. Now we've got, you know, variable support in Figma, which is not tokens, but does go a fair way of the way to, um, you know, setting you up to to use tokens. Um, You do usually still need to um, have a third party involved there. You got Sketch, have color tokens at least. <laughs> and uh, nobody talks about Adobe XD these days. But, you know, it's getting there, right? And you've then got things like Token Studio, which is like really helping. Obviously, Zero Height has a way of like syncing your uh, tokens out, which got a massive overhaul uh, uh, about six months ago. And so it's like, it is getting there. But I suppose it is that whole problem of like, where do you start? Yeah, it's like analysis paralysis. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, and and so, um, Carissa mentioned asked like, are there industry standards or guidelines for naming conventions? And there aren't. There kind of are some high level guidelines, but like, there's so much yeah. flexibility within the range. Like, I, and we can post this in our um, follow up like show notes on our website. But uh, there's an article that kind of talks about like the hierarchy and structure and it's like three basic buckets, like your core foundation. And with your your core foundation, there's like five different synonyms for what you would call your core foundation. Mm. So there's like synonyms for everything. People like reference different terminology and like you have different ways of doing things based on how expansive or focused your design system is. Maybe you only support one product. Maybe you support one product and three different types of devices like web, Android, and iOS. Or maybe you have like a big like brand and sub brands and sub and different devices. So I think that's like it gets kind of gnarly quickly. Um, yeah. And I think also it's a kind of like where I, I want to really um, advocate for information architecture and information architects because those are the types of people who love nerding out about structure and systems and naming and um, finding them to to really help make some of those decisions or help guide you to make those decisions. And I think that yeah. would make, make it easier until there is a standard. Yeah, I think it's... Because I think that's, that's the thing is that it's... If you're talking about... So the way that most people approach tokens, right, is that they do um, the like base level tokens... They do the um, alias tokens on top of that, which is where... So, say, for example, your base level tokens, color's an easy one, right? So yeah, you, they you red, values. Yeah, your red 100, red 200, red 300, like, whatever you would call the, the color itself um, with the hex value associated to it. And then your alias tokens on top of that is where you're defining things like primary and secondary and warning. And, you know, it's the broadly used tokens. And then you've got your... Component tokens? Yeah, Composite tokens? Composite is different. Component tokens. On top of that, you're like, which basically alias your alias tokens, which then refer to your base tokens. And it's this whole complicated... And it's it's funny, because it's like, you're talking about your base tokens. I mean, in terms of like naming conventions and stuff, it's relatively simple, right? Like, you don't need to plan that far ahead. But as soon as you're getting into your... Or am I wrong? I I mean I think you can try, but then it you you hit like a roadblock pretty easily, 
and and that can get overwhelming because I think you're just like making a lot of decisions and by the time you've I think this is the other struggle is that like as design system people we're making so many decisions already and then have to like use our brains to make even more decisions that are complicated just kind of is really difficult (laughs) um but I wanted to back up people are asking um what are tokens so maybe we should jump into that really quickly it's probably a pretty good pretty good place to start uh do you want me to give a crack yeah go for it tokens are and i'm gonna get shot down for this but uh i always like to see tokens as spicy variables but if if you want the highfalutin answer they're uh design encoded design decisions the idea is that your your tokens are your um a lot of the time your base level styles so things like color typography spacing motion guidelines, things that can be usually boiled down to either a single variable or a a combination of variables. And the idea with tokens is that they can be uh, defined. Well, this is where it gets a bit complicated. They can be defined in a single place. And then that can be synced across multiple other places. Now, I'm being very vague there. the most common is that they'll usually be defined on the either on the design side, so in the design tooling, they'll be defined there and therefore they can be sort of taken through, so they can be taken through to your documentation, they can be taken through to your code, and they can be translated into the different like platform needs that are needed for that. Then, um, however, you can also have it so they're defined in code and they can be brought back to the design tooling, which is one of the, the promises that is not quite there yet. Um, or even better, defined in a single place and then sort of synced out to everywhere. Is that? Do you reckon that's a good way of describing yeah. The, yeah. the base I mean, level from a from a technical aspect? Yeah, and then the the value. Let's talk about the yeah. the value. So so in terms of the value of of design tokens. Um, so traditionally, we you know would code things as like the color value. If something was red, we use the hex value and you'd have to use the hex value everywhere. Um, But say you wanted to change that to a different like color, like purple, um, you'd have to go manually and do that, which can be really difficult. But if you use design tokens, you can just change it in one place. And because you're using tokens and all your code is referencing the tokens, it will pick up that one change instantly. So you can make broad sweeping UI changes if you wanted to really quickly um, and efficiently too. Um, yes. So, yes, find and replace no more. And then the level above that is obviously where this gets super powerful is, as Michelle was saying, if you do have things like uh, multiple themes within your product. So, you know, a lot of folks use it for things like uh, dark mode and light mode, things like uh, multiple products as well. We've seen tokens be used in ridiculous ways um to you know when you've got a core design system and you've got a core set of tokens that then you have themes on top of those that are basically you can very easily sort of switch out using and this is where the naming conventions come in you can very easily switch out and say okay well i'm going to show this brand now or i'm going to show this brand and i know that we've got one customer at zero height who has that working for about 25 different very distinct brands that you would probably never imagine uh are working off the same core design system. It's pretty, the, the way that it can be extended out. And as I said, it's like the promise of it is pretty amazing. Part of the challenge is the, you know, actually defining that hierarchy. And I think it's something that like people, what I've seen anyways, people like jump in a little bit too early and just start defining stuff and then wait until they've got a spaghetti mess and then try and unpick it. Whereas actually I think that, um, 
it's one of those things where taking a little bit of time at the beginning to think about the conceptual structure of your tokens and even just things like naming conventions and the, the, the terminology you use and the, the taxonomies you use uh, is actually really important. And there is some really great, there's some really great resources out there, right? So um, Nathan Curtis yeah, we'll has have done, to... yeah. I, I don't know. I spicy take. I don't really like that article. <laughs> There's like it's like a so Nathan Curtis has a it's seventeen minute long medium article on how you can name tokens using examples of how other design systems have named their tokens. Yeah. I think that just adds more confusion to things, and also it's a seventeen minute article, which I've tried to read, and because it's my job and to read this <laughs> stuff, and like. I, it was hard. So if you if you struggle with that article, it's okay. Um, hmm. Just and and hopefully I, I will be in a couple of weeks be coming out with an article that kind of helps you name decide what you're going to name it. But I think the other thing is like working with engineering to name yeah. your tokens oh, yeah. is also yeah, yeah, yeah. super super important because they might already have some semblance of a naming convention in place, um, yeah. and you want to make sure it works works with that. Uh, but I guess like, so we've talked about the magic of tokens. And I think our main question today is, should I use tokens today? Do you have thoughts on that? Well, I, I suppose um, I'm curious. I was curious and I had a question for you and I'm very aware of time here. I'm curious if you think there's any point where you shouldn't use tokens. Oh, that's a good one. So my take is, yes, there is a point where you shouldn't use tokens. And that's mm-hmm. when um, it is going to be too hard to implement. And too hard doesn't necessarily mean technically hard. I think it means when there is like legacy products and maybe a legacy style traditional engineering team. Um, Maybe they're even called IT because they're not like they started 20, 30 years ago and they were part of an IT department. I feel like you're dredging up past trauma here. Uh, A little bit, but like... (laughs) Not real. Like I, th- I talk to other people who have trauma, and like yeah. <laughs> I think it's like just talking. Like as a design system therapist, um, not officially licensed or anything, but um, yeah, they they struggle because it's like a a, a mindset shift with people. Yeah. The idea of refactoring all this legacy code, um, it just people just aren't into it. It doesn't mean that you know if your design team's a little bit more modern and a little bit more agile. They can kind of use some semblance of tokens within their design tool, like styles and stuff. That's kind of token-ish. Um, but yeah, I think at that point, if it's like really too hard to implement, like you know, don't die on that hill. Like f- find another job if you can. <laughs> I do. <laughs> that's think, my advice. Because uh, I was going to say, I do think that it's like tokens don't have to be done to the nth degree either. Like you can just start with your base level token and have a really simple like token structure that just helps with stuff that you think is going to be, um, you know, referenced a lot. So you want it to be consistent uh, stuff that you think has uh, the possibility for being updated sort of relatively often. And by relatively often, I mean more than once every six months like that is um, or maybe once every year, because it's just, you know, sometimes when you're making those changes, they can be a real pain in the butt, especially that whole like find and replace, because especially when you have, um, I don't know, it's one of those things where it's like, if you even just doing those like two levels of um, tokens where you have, you know, your base level and then your aliases, 
Because sometimes, you know, a secondary color might be the same color as something else. And you're like, well, we probably want to change that color down the line. So setting those aliases up can really help with like changing that. And I think that like, it's one of those things where it's, I think that it's, you know, having that really stacked, ridiculous um, sort of token hierarchy and having everything in tokens is, is just something that for a lot of people is just unrealistic. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and I think people forget that because you go to like the Salesforce or the Atlassian or the REI Shopify sites and you see like their token setup, and you're just like, OMG, like I don't <laughs> even know how to get my products to this. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely something good to remember. Yeah. And uh, um, slight spicy take, if you want some help naming your uh, tokens or like outputting large lists of tokens, just use chat GPT. It does do a pretty decent job of naming tokens because there is some stuff out on the internet about it. So um, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, it's not going to be perfect, but it could help you get started. Yeah. Maybe break some of that, like, I don't know, like blank piece of paper, like, uh, I don't know, hesitation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, So I suppose we should leave some time for questions at the end. So if anybody does have any more questions, please chuck them into the chat. But we do have a good one. Well, we talked about it before, but I wanted to actually revisit it, the industry standards or guidelines uh, for naming conventions. So it is worth checking out the W3C group. So there's a W3C community group. Um, which for anybody who doesn't know the W3C, they are like the web standards organization. They're the ones who write the specs for like HTML and CSS. Um, And there is a group of people, very, very intelligent people um, who are currently writing a draft spec for standardizing design tokens. It's very technical, as Michelle mentioned, um, but it is worth looking up. uh, If you sort of look up uh, W3C design token spec breakdown, um, there's some folks out there who have created some, we'll, we'll see if we can find some good ones to chuck in the show notes as well. Um, cause it's worth knowing the standards way of approaching these things, just because if you're not doing things in the standards way, chances are in the future, whatever you've got going is going to break. Um, so, uh, it's one of those things and it's very also worth knowing about the W3C standards because, um, not all of the current, uh, plugins let's just say follow the uh standard to a t because it doesn't cover everything and so you do have to be um a little bit uh mindful of using some of those ones that don't follow the spec because again it's just that at some point you probably will have to change it because most folks will standardize but i I feel like you know to mark's comment uh, i feel like the tools are moving faster than the w3c and not taking the standard as canon and i i can I can definitely agree and see that. And I, I think part of that just because, you know, creating some standards doesn't happen overnight. Like, I think there's a lot of decisions that have to be made and, and kind of future proofing, which yeah. can can be a little bit of a setback when other people don't have that lingering and they can just do what you want, you know, like name, name things the way you want to. Um, and maybe at some point, do you want to take make a prediction as to when we would actually have some standards? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been in the world of the CSS spec before um, when I used to work at Microsoft and that that took so long. So I don't even want to predict. Um, I would like to be hopeful and say that we'll have 
Well, I mean, okay, so the good thing is, and this isn't a prediction, this is a fact. The good thing is, is that all of the major vendors out there, so your your, uh, Figma's, Sketch, um, Token Studio, uh, all of your folks like Zero Height, Specify, Supernova, Knapsack, everyone like that are in the W3C group and are active in the W3C group. They actually have vendor check-ins every, like, I think it's like every three to six months, uh, which feels like a very long way apart, but... It's um, it's enough. <laughs> the, the level of conversation, it's enough. All of those vendors are working to make sure that, that what they're doing is standardized. Some of the vendors are more strict than others, which are, I noticed Mark in there talking about that his, his zero height might be a little bit too strict. Um, I can give that feedback to the product team. But it is one of those things where I think it's it's better to be strict to the standards, even if it doesn't allow you to do what you want purely because those folks are basically trying to cover off as many edge cases as possible and trying to make it so stuff actually works. And I think variables is a really good example of this. Like variables does not follow the spec to a T. Um, and, you know, it's it's kind of, I think that they will, they will clean that up as they go, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, and yes, to the person asking in the chat, um, variable, su- variable support is on the zero height roadmap. I just can't guarantee when, <laughs> um, um, but I know it's on, on the roadmap and, and being looked at. I think the other thing is like with flexibility and, and standards, like it's, that kind of defeats the purpose of having standards if you're going to be too flexible with them, right? Like you kind of need to be a little strict. Yeah, it's, I mean, and it, it's what happens so if anybody wants to go back in in time and see what happens when you don't follow standards that's uh go and look up the um the browser wars of the uh early 2000s ie6 versus netscape uh when you had sites that would only work in one browser um that's what happens when you don't follow standards it also makes it a pain internally with things like this when you try and you know migrate from one system to another or somebody updates their their spec or a company goes out of business or something like one of your tools goes out of business and you have to move these things if these things aren't standardized it's very hard to move across for those who haven't made the jump to tokens or variables how much engineering effort is needed is a very good question the answer is not much it depends yeah, it depends. Again, it depends on the level that you want to go to. So um, to set up style dictionary and set up a really simple script to uh, which basically translates the, the JSON file, which is what tokens uh, output as into the different platforms. It's it's relatively easy. Um, setting that up in a way that you know, works with your, say, CI as well, because you might you definitely want some checks and balances in there when something gets changed. Um, that is a, an important step and that requires a little bit more. Um, to be honest, though, it's it's not a huge amount of effort. I know that... Um, a, and then it's around like actually updating all of the references to what you had before to reference the tokens, um, which unfortunately is probably a find and replace or <laughs> um, going through and checking. Yeah, I, I think so while like the technical implementation like at a high level is not not a big deal. I think there could be some hesitation from engineering. So I think the thing is like, it's best to start having the conversation sooner than later saying like, Hey, one day we we're going to start exploring tokens. What could that look like in terms of implementation? Um, Cause I think a lot of things, you know, even if it's just like streamlining some code, like they're going to be concerned about what is it, what could it possibly break 
in yeah. other places um, and would want to test that. So it's like, even though like it might be like a couple lines of code change, it could have like a lot of other testing and yeah. other um, other issues that they have to think about that we might not think about. Um, so definitely have that conversation sooner than later. Because the other thing is like, if you show interest and they're interested too, maybe there's certain things that you can start working on that that use tokens, like any net new features, um, and worry about the legacy stuff or existing stuff later. Um, might true. be a good way to kind of experiment. Yeah. And if you need to make the argument, I mean, just just go and talk to any devs around the last time they had to do a rebrand, and they'll probably um, you'll you'll get this glazed look in their eyes um, whilst they remember. Um, it's it's like I don't know. It's just one of those things where it always blew my mind that making a simple color change would take three days um, with all of the checks and balances. And so it's basically saying that it could avoid that, could actually be a really good way into the developers by reminding them of what things are like if you don't have tokens. Um, I think that's all the time that we have for today. There have been some great questions, comments. And discussion, yeah. Discussion and opinions in the chat. So please keep that going over in zeros. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, then come and join them in zeros. Be really great. That's it for today. If you've got any questions you want to fire us for the next episode or any topics that you want to hear about, please, as I said, send those in zeros to the Slack community, um, which you can reach at zerohight.com slash Slack, or you can also X us. Is that what we call it these days? I think so. Oh, God. Um, tweet us at zerohight, uh, or you can email us at community at zerohight.com. Until then, see you next time. Bye, everyone.